Hello, this is Black Country Blokes Tune the Fat. Listen, listen, listen. I've been hearing a lot lately about men don't talk. But in my experience, men do talk, just people aren't listening. So it's going to be me and a group of blokes discussing our struggles and victories through life. Warning, there may be some bad language, so apologies to all the moms, especially on my own. Let's get going. Listen, listen, listen. Abin, yeah, it's the Black Country Blokes chewing the fat here with me, Kev Dylan, Lee Cadman. We've got our two special guests today from the wonderful Black Country Women's Aid, Raj and Debbie. So, girls, thank you for coming on. Thanks for having us. Yeah. What we're going to be doing today, we're going to be talking about domestic violence. We're going to be talking about Go Purple. Is that what it is? Go Purple. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Can As you can see me sporting my <laughs> yes. nice purple motif. So have I. I'm purple nails. <laughs> We're going to, um, this week at the Lions Boxing Club, we've put the bucket downstairs. So if anyone is watching this, you can either come dressed in purple, donate a pound or as much or as little as you can. Or if you'd like to bring some purple toiletries. So, you know, giving back to some people who really, really need it. I don't think they need to be purple toiletries, do they? That's what we're doing, everyone purple. It's just the thing. Just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I'll be doing everyone purple. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like uh, these people in uh, domestic abuse, and when it gets to refuge, they have had to leave at the very drop of a mm-hmm. hat. And we forget that sometimes. We think, you know, we haven't had time to go and pack yeah. our toothbrush and our bits yeah. and, isn't it funny? You know, and we've all been there when we're on holiday and we go, Blumineck, I forgot. But yeah, if sure. that's your whole life and you haven't yeah. had time to pack a suitcase, it's just come on, Bab, we're off then. Of course. Because it's crisis, isn't it? They're leaving at that crisis point. So you're going to have to leave without, with whatever you've got and whatever you can grab. And the toiletry stuff, people may think, why do we collect toiletries? But I just think they are the smallest things that we don't necessarily think are important. Yeah. But imagine going into, like you just said, going on holiday and going into a hotel and they haven't got anything for you. Yeah. And you haven't got any money to buy it. Exactly. And, and the difference of actually just being able to clean yourself. Yeah. You know, you don't, you don't really think about it in your day to day because you it's there. Exactly. It's you just get on with it. But actually, just just having that, it's not even a luxury. Having that right to just be able to have a yeah. wash and brush your teeth. Or never mind like your sanitary towels mm-hmm. and stuff yeah, like that. Because the thing with toothpaste, oh, I've, I've got smelly teeth. But yeah. with a woman's thing like that, yeah. it is very embarrassing. Yeah. And, you know, and it's, and it's a necessity, isn't it, for of the poor girls? And I've Definitely. got everything on the plate anyway. Yeah. Just that little gesture of giving something small can make all the difference, yeah, can't it? Definitely. Yeah. Well, do you want to tell us about this uh, Go Purple then? Yeah, certainly. So Go Purple, um, it's our annual event at Black Country Women's Aid. I joined them um, over four years ago and we hadn't got an event which was yearly. So like other charities like Matt Millen have their coffee morning, um, we wanted to launch something that people could take part in something easy to do and affordable um so um we we launched um go purple and we asked local businesses um schools colleges universities pubs can be involved basically anybody mm-hmm. so the color purple as well the reason we use that is it's the color that signifies support for women and children and it goes back right as far as the suffragettes um and in october um october is national domestic violence awareness month and it's actually international and in america they go absolutely wild they Mm -hmm. turn the waters purple and everything and things like that so it's really fitting that our event comes out at that particular Mm -hmm. time and the idea is you just choose any day in october um, so if it was a local business, they say, right, Deb, we're having our Go Purple Day on the 
31st of October. And then what we do is we give them all the sort of tools they might need, like our fundraising pack, any merchandise we might have. Um, we Last year we run a lovely campaign called Heart to Heart. So because people were in lockdown and, you know, they couldn't really do much and we couldn't have purple days and things, we got everybody knitting mm -hmm. um, and crocheting these beautiful hearts and they put little key rings on them and they were absolutely beautiful mm -hmm. and people really felt like they were doing something good. And um, in fact, the purple hearts are still coming in. So what we do then is we drop them to, say, schools. Um, we're we're going to be selling them at Samwell College's Go Purple Day. Um, and it's just a little bit extra and it worked really well to involve people, know that was still there, keep the awareness going. <clears throat> and then um, from from the very start, we just um, dropped off a, <clears throat> a purple collection tin, um, give them a fundraising pack and basically like primary school children would come in wearing something purple. Mm -hmm. Then it evolved and evolves and people were doing really wild and wacky things then to, to fundraise. Like we had um, a probation officer from Hope House who took part in um, a proper run race, you know, mm -hmm. dressed as a purple ballerina, which was great for publicity, <laughs> yeah. raised a lot of money. And then we also had a local school in Smethwick, Crockett's Lane, and that, what they done was all the female teachers got together they put purple costumes on and they actually swam the length of the English Channel yeah. in Smethwick Swimming, Swimming Bass. So it, it, the Go Purple Day can be anything, mm -hmm. you know. So it took to each school, individual um, business, what they would like to do on their Purple Day. But we're really grateful just to get a pound off everybody in our purple team. Mm -hmm. Um, and then what's great about it is the monies that's raised afterwards um, will go to support families that are moving out of refuge and they really have got next to nothing. Mm -hmm. And the most we can sort of get for them normally is about £700 in, in sort of grants. So they've got this empty, you know, masonette or apartment or flat or house to go to. But then they've got to decide with that money, what shall I buy? Yeah. Most people go for beds and a cooker mm -hmm. but you know yourself not having a television when you've got children is an absolute nightmare yeah. or you know a settee to sit on yeah you know. or a sofa or, you know plates knives yeah. yes and that, that that's the thing is you think all right then i need a bed for the baby first yeah. thing i need mm -hmm. the baby to sleep don't worry about me i'll sleep on the floor yeah but then you think it. all right then well the baby needs a cupboard exactly. okay. and then yeah. but then you think well we ain't got no plates yeah we ain't got nothing to eat off the plate that's we ain't got nothing right. to cook you know, and it's those little things. That's exactly right, mm -hmm. Kevin. You know, like um, towels. Yeah, bedding, when I'm going to dry myself. Um, you know, that and one other cooker. I had a call today from us, um, one of our support workers in modern day slavery and saying, desperate, if we can't get her a cooker, can we just get her a, 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 a you know, the two rings when you yeah, cook yeah. on? Can we just get one of those so they can just, you know, make themselves something hot to eat? Yeah. And then another great thing is, when you first move in and you've left refuge and obviously we've helped get through the trauma and pulled the families through and it's a brand new start for them and you know they've got no curtains up against the windows mm -hmm. and um you know so we're always um taking really good quality donations for things like that to help people but the money is that coming from go purple and even if it's only a small company and they only give They've got five staff and they all put a pound in. Yeah. That will buy somebody a set of mugs yeah, for their house. Ten pounds will buy a kettle. Ten pound, ten pound will buy a toaster. And if you just say like with like curtains, you take them for granted, don't you? Curtains, yes, of course. But if you've had a volatile 
environment of being knocked about or sexually mm -hmm. abused. So you're feeling very vulnerable anyway. Yeah, you feel exposed you, without them. You, you, so you'd have the mm -hmm. your yeah. natural thing, like someone like myself, even. I like I like the curtains being drawn at night in case yeah. you're looking through the window and you exactly. can't see them, like in the yes, scary yes. movies. But yeah. just by drawing the curtains can make you feel snug yeah. and safe. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. So just little things like that. It's just, you know, we take all these things for granted and they haven't got anything. Mm -hmm. And it really is time for us to get behind these families that have gone through all this trauma, you know, sometimes injuries and everything that comes along with that and they're going to have a new start so you know it's all about please help these families to start again and it doesn't matter how small your donation mm -hmm. is please don't anybody out there think that because like i said um five pound will buy a set of mugs you know cutlery all the small things light bulbs even costs people don't think about um when they're moving from refuge who's going to you know, move them. Yeah. They're still going to need transport to get whatever they have with them to that mm -hmm. new property. And then they can get there. And a lot of times, you know, they're not very nice um, places in terms of decoration. So tins of paint are so, the families are so thankful yeah. for that. So at least they can just emulsion the room, white or blue or whatever, to make them feel like it's nice and fresh and it's their new place mm -hmm. and they can start to build new happy yeah. memories there. So if people do want to do this, Deb, go onto your Facebook or are you on all social medias? If people want to get involved, yeah. they're watching this. Yes. Will they go well, to like the Black Country Women's yeah. Facebook? We've got the Black Country Women, uh, we've got the Go Purple campaign going out all the time on Facebook. Um, they can just ring um, our head office, which is 0121 553 0090 and ask for me, Debbie or Liz. And then what we'll do is we'll be able to set you up with um you know the posters give you ideas on fundraising anything you need really or you can quite simply go to black country women's aid website mm -hmm. and you can actually download our packs posters everything that you need there and if you are one of these people who are suffering with domestic abuse please get in touch yeah. and you're saying uh roger that we're gonna because we, domestic abuse is often and it is higher in men with women mm -hmm. but we often forget about men have the short end of the stick as well a lot of the time and we need to help out these poor we've got to help whatever the sex happens. yeah of course we've got to you know if someone's having a rough time we've got to be the shoulder yeah. they cry on and do you want to tell us a bit about yeah that, so when we talk about domestic abuse you're right in saying that actually we do get a lot more referrals for females mm -hmm. so we know that but what we haven't understood is why we're not getting referrals for males and that to me isn't saying they're not out there there are male victims we know that we get some coming through, they filter through. But what we do know is actually accessing the support yeah. is not so easy, especially when we're called Black Control Women's Age. Yeah. Women's Age stands out, doesn't it? So yeah. a male's going to think, well, can I really call them? Yeah. We've always supported men. But what we have realised now, actually, we've got to kind of move with the times and now we see more and more male uh, victims out there. We've got to make it easily accessible for them. So just having um, something that's specific for men will just make them feel more comfortable yes. referring in. So we have a project that we're now launching. Um, as I was telling you earlier, it's, we're just starting it off. So by the end of March, um, end of October, it will be fully in place and it's supporting male victims. So it's going to be called Ask Mark. Um, Mark is a male abuse referral centre and we will have a particular team of independent domestic abuse advisors who will support male victims um, with either domestic abuse, so that can be you know, anything from physical, emotional, financial, um, victims of stalking, 
because we forget stalking is such a it's, it's it has a huge impact and i don't think people understand how severe stalking is because i've heard so many people say oh that's quite flattering well it's actually not flattering because you just don't know where this person's going to show up you don't know how they know where you are and then we have support for um victims of sexual abuse so we know males go for the exact same abuse forms as females we do know though we're seeing more numbers for um females but that's not to say they don't need the support and do you think like i'm going to try and get my words right here, but it, it, we're almost a bit more kinder to women like it's like if if a woman says oh, i'm going through domestic abuse it's like we want to look after the women and or i've been sexually abused or i'm being stalked for as many oh blooming it you're being stalked you should be so lucky I, and, and we almost brush it under the carpet with blokes don't we i think sometimes it's not we brush it under the carpet i think sometimes it's the people that actually know those men mm -hmm. because if you think as a male you tell your mate down the pub my wife hit me last night yeah what's the likelihood of that particular friend saying actually that's a crime she can't do that mm -hmm. a lot of the time it's made a joke of yeah. so men don't feel they can openly talk about it because it the challenge to them is how can you let a woman hit you that that's generally what people say and that's not saying that everybody will react that way yeah in the past you're right i think even as professionals but i can't hit a woman yeah and yeah, yeah, that kind of thing yeah. you know that yeah. that old chestnut oh for god's sake you know she's only six stone ringing wet yeah and all those cliche things that we throw around yeah. Yeah. but at the same time if you're being bullied let's call yeah. it bullying which it is it doesn't matter if it's a six stone ringing wet or if you're intimidated and they're that's exactly what it is hitting you yeah. or making you feel in a certain yeah. way that is wrong isn't of course it? it is even the the intimidation or the threat of harm mm -hmm. is a form of abuse in itself yes. because there are so many abuses that you don't see everyone automatically thinks domestic abuse is physical violence physical or sexual yeah but it's actually not because you've got the coercive control so you could be you know with somebody who wants to know exactly where you are mm -hmm. every minute of the day constantly texting you constantly calling you asking you where you are where you're spending your money where did you drive to checking the mileage imagine living with that so whilst we know there's females that live with that we also know there are males that live with that and we've had um during covid we've had quite a few referrals coming through now when we talk about domestic abuse it's not just about that intimate relationship it can be for your family so it can be your yeah. parents your <clears throat> children and we did see a higher number of referrals coming through for older men so I'm talking at probably 65 plus who have been abused by their children who were probably middle-aged. And during COVID, we've talked a lot today about mental health with you, Kevin, obviously before this. And if you've got somebody that's suffering mental health or actually is addicted to substances, then you're in the middle of a pandemic. You can't get out. You've got no income. You can't get the drugs that you want. They were naturally reacting by assaulting their parents. And that it, that's what we were seeing coming through. And a lot of the time, males will say, well, I don't want to, actually any parent will say, I don't want to criminalise my child. Yeah. They need help. But they are committing a crime. Mm -hmm. you know. And if we don't act on that crime, then you're really putting us, you're, you're at more risk. So we have seen more referrals coming through. Um, and like I say, even stalking, you know, you have every right, whether you're male or female, to go out mm -hmm. to feel absolutely safe in where you're going and not constantly thinking, am I being followed? Is someone going to shop there? Because there's an there's also an element of shame and embarrassment. So if, if I'm in the yeah. pub with my mates and my missus shows <clears> up, yeah, actually she kicks off. That makes me look like yeah. I'm not a man. 
you know and men have this thing about masculinity and it, yeah. it's a shame because it, i don't think men are all treated in in the same way but it's almost like they believe that mm. you know that stereotype that stigma has stuck on it's stuck around for so many years now it's re-educating victims of abuse whether you're male or female you are a victim and there is support available for everyone so we don't look at it you know what gender are you we look at it as a victim of abuse is exactly that it, to me there's it's it's very similar to the stigma surrounding mental health isn't it course, and men yeah. coming forward yeah. it's 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 parallel paths yeah, definitely. both of them men don't want to admit that they're, they're struggling with yes and coming on and hopefully people will listen and, and go actually it's fine to come forward if you yes. need help go and get help and that's on yeah. both sides of it mental health or if or if it's domestic abuse or stalking or anything yeah. along that line it doesn't make you any less of a man to admit that that's going on no of yeah. course not and i don't think anyone should ever feel that way because if you i always say this if we're walking down the street and a random person was to assault you or spit at you, are you going to tolerate it? No, you're going to want to report that because you feel you've been harmed by somebody you didn't know and you've been assaulted. Actually, imagine being assaulted and harmed by somebody you know. Why are we going to accept that? Mm -hmm. So it, it shouldn't matter if it's somebody in the street, if it's your child, if it's your partner, the support is out there. And I think it's about building confidence for men to know that there are support services like ours um, where you can and you will be treated just the way you should be whether you're male or female with that same respect with that same um confidence that we would support anybody that you can come and access that support and you know we're we're only in the black country so we you know the domestic abuse services in sandra Walsall and dudley um but when we think about <coughs> other services whilst they may not promote they support men even if they don't support men if you were to call a service yeah. through they would signpost you yeah. so you may not get through to the right place on the first call but you'll get to the right place at some point so it's really you know building that confidence to pick up that phone to say actually i am going through this and i think the mental health element you're completely right because it's almost like that fear of once i've said it i can't take it back yeah and then what so once i've told somebody i'm going through this then what because no one really believes that i'm actually going to get that support and you said something earlier kevin where a lot of people think, okay, if I now disclose that this is going through, I'm going through this, actually, am I going to be the one that's blamed? Yeah. And that the feeling of blame or the feeling of a police officer looking at you in a particular way, they don't even have to say something. It's like, oh, okay, are they now thinking it's me? How do I convince them it actually wasn't me? But the, the first step is opening up and telling somebody. And I think because I've known that happened to one of my friends and mm -hmm. it's happened. And if that's, but what have you done to make her at you? Yeah. What have you done to make her stab? And it's like, I found you as the victim. Yeah, of course. And now I'm being judged and yeah. I'm, I'm covered in claret and yeah. yet you're taking her aside. Yeah. And, and I think that's the fear for a lot of men thinking, well, how's it going to look? You know, yeah. if, you know, if you know the old cliche, I, I walked into the door and, yeah. you know, and or I was, I was scrapping or sparring last night because you don't want to say, my partner yeah, is doing this to me. Yeah. One thing you said, I, I, while you were talking, it went around my head. I've only ever thought of domestic abuse as partner on partner, but you saying child, like you know, when your your parents are going to a mm -hmm. nursing home or or your your child is doing it for a drug, that's never even crossed my mind. That that, that is domestic yeah. abuse. As that well. is the definition, and the new domestic abuse act actually incorporates anyone from the age of sixteen or above. Mm -hmm. So if you're six or above, you're a victim within your own right, and that could be even a child in a home where there is domestic abuse. 
that also is a form of abuse. If a child is living in fear yeah. and going home every day after school or after college, or, you know, wherever they're coming from, thinking, actually, I'm going to go home. First of all, I don't know what I'm walking into today. Yeah. The amount of children that must go through that yeah. and not knowing who do we go to, because nobody wants to say, I'm living with that, or my parents are doing this to one another. My dad beats my mum, my mum beats my dad, because it's almost like, it's an un, it's a hidden thing we don't yeah. talk about what happens in our home yeah. outside so children living with that trauma and not being able to access support just because they don't know actually they are a victim in their own right they don't come forward so that's why we say and that's what the definition covers it's anybody that's um it, so intimate partnership um a family so it could be it could be your sibling yeah, if you're living in that home that. yeah it can be anyone within that setting um, and we've also got to remember, you know, we we don't, I think a lot of people avoid the topic of the LGBT community. Yeah. In that same-sex relationship, there are so many victims in that mm. in that community, but they also don't come forward. So exactly why we're saying a man may, may not come forward because his wife or girlfriend is hitting him, mm. a male from that community will also think, well, hang on, they're going to say, well, it's two blokes yeah. or two women. Yeah. How do we know who the victim is? And we've seen that time and time again. We've also seen time again when the police actually don't know who the perpetrator is or who the victim is. So they refer into us, but they refer both parties. But actually, some there's got to be some instigation at some point, and it's really difficult then to know because if you automatically support the women, that's saying only women yeah. are victims. Yeah. Do you support the male? Then it's, well, actually, we don't. It's almost like a fear yeah. factor of who do we really support? So the Mark project will now allow us to not have that conflict of interest that we currently have and will allow us to offer support to both if the police say there's been incidents where, you know, on one occasion the, the female's been the perpetrator and the male's been the and victim. Sometimes it is like that. Sometimes yeah. we he have lamps loads me, of those. she lamps me. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, and yeah. sometimes, but then it's, it's almost normalised. Well, it's just what mum and dad do. Yeah. You know, some days she eats him in the frying pan, next day you yeah, push her in and it's, but it's drawing that line. Well, yeah, you know, there's got wrong. to be a boundary because yeah, yeah. we know there's so much tragic that comes out of oh, situations yeah. like that because, you know, any form of abuse, whether you're slapping somebody or punching somebody, you know what? It takes one wrong move mm. to end somebody's life. One wrong move or not knowing when to stop. Yeah. So it's so important. And some people, you know, we hear people say, well, actually, he hit me, so I hit him back or she hit me. But really what you're doing is, that situation is becoming more toxic and you're putting yourself at more risk because if you're a victim and for so long you're taking it, you're taking it, at some point you're going to be pushed to a limit. Mm. But then that victim title has gone because then we, you've We see that all the time in the news, don't yeah, we? Yes, you do. We see it absolutely do. all the time that it's, it's, it's just gone, it's just got took one step too far yeah, and yeah. over that person's limit and then they end up in court. Yeah. I'm not sure rightly or wrongly end up in court, but whatever, you know, yeah. and, and it almost turns them into the person on the wrong end of it, yeah. whereas they put up with all that abuse and, you, think, you know, I don't know, it's a, it's hard at that point yeah, then to, to you know, you, you want to stop in the bud before you get to that yeah, point, don't you, ultimately? And, and also as well, I mean, it's like a lot of couples, you know, can go through this and they will go back with each other. Of course. And we have, we have um, you know, families that come to refuge that have reached crisis point they can't take anymore and yet they can still be controlled even from refuge with you know oh my god i love you come mm -hmm. back and you know so we do see that and we understand that people you know go through it break up and they think let's make up again 
and try and get things on yeah. but ultimately it will always come back to of that. course and i think it's really important to remember that actually if you do decide to go back and it takes you seven times to go in and out you're never going to be judged your support no one should say yeah and you know what you made a, a value point that people say well actually you you can just put up with it and males feel like they're always blamed but actually if we go back way before my time i've been doing this 13 years but if we go back to my childhood actually even the even agencies would say the same thing to females well what did you do Why, yeah. you know so it was almost like well it's just a domestic this yeah. is normal this happens yeah. so at some point females also went through that and it's just feels like that we've moved in times to a certain degree but then we're stuck we're still stuck with some elements of well you know what did you do to to um for her to hit you what did you yeah. do for that to happen but that's not what, sh what we that should be asking. Be no. You know, there's certain questions that we shouldn't ask. Because the minute you've asked that one question, the amount of people that say to us, the way I was spoken to that first question, I'd never report again. Mm -hmm. I'd never report because I wasldn't believed. Be and that's such away, a shame yeah. because then it can end up where you said mm -hmm. and it's too late, you know. So it's really making it, I think, clear uh, and building people's confidence in professionals, in, in the police, in statutory agency, in voluntary agencies to say, you know what, we haven't always got it right. Yeah. The statutory agencies haven't always got it right. We may not have always got it right. But actually, you know what? Now we're at the stage where we know that anybody's a victim. Yeah. We know we need to move with the times. We know that there has to be support available to everyone. Yeah. So I think it's now building people's confidence in yeah. people like us who wanted who want to provide that again that, that goes very much within the mental health because the first contact that you make once you've worked up the courage to actually go out there and and speak to someone about it the first contact you make is so important okay, because yeah. that could put you off yes for the and never never to speak yeah. about it again and, and then before that. you know it, you're committing suicide or it's got to yeah. the point where you you're fighting you're fighting back against your abuser yeah. and it's a slippery slope. And a lot of the time people start self-medicating in situations yeah, like that, yeah. self-harming, because they need a release, mm. but it's like, who do we go to? Because no one's going to believe us. And I always say this to my staff, that first phone call, don't look at it as just a phone call. Don't look at it as a potential client. That's a person. Mm. Like a that might be, that might have taken them. And, you know, when we look at homicides, sometimes they say it's the first incident. No, it's the first incident we knew about that's ended mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. Well, no one knows what's been going on behind those no, closed doors for 15 odd years yeah. because no one ever reported it. But I think about myself and the courage it took me to, to first go into the doctors and admit I, I had mental health issues. <coughs> and, uh, you know, that that was it was over years. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't it wasn't I just woke. I'm going to go there now. Yeah. It was over years of building up that courage yeah. to get to that yeah. point. And that's exactly what victims mm. do they say to us, you know what, it's actually built up. So it might have started off from a, a, a bit of an argument, then it went into verbal, but then actually I can now tell it's like manipulation, it's mental abuse. And if people beat you down enough mentally, you yeah. start to believe there's something wrong with you. Mm -hmm. yeah. And a lot of the time, perpetrators, that's what they're doing to their victim. Yeah. That manipulation, that emotional blackmail, that emotional control. And the so fear. The fear, the fear they put terrible. inside of you. Yeah. And you know what, if, if somebody actually punches the wall next to you, but doesn't actually punch you, they're still putting you in fear, aren't they? Mm -hmm. And that in yeah. itself is an act of it's an, an act of abuse because you don't have to physically hit somebody. It's just putting them in the fear of that harm. So the threat yeah. of violence is enough. I mean, we see that in the boxing all the time, in sparring. It's, it's majority of the time you, you, you waste a lot of energy in sparring without throwing a punch. Just the thought yeah, of yeah. someone else coming at you and trying to That's hit you so true, just yeah. builds yeah. your adrenaline, your nerves, everything's heightened. Yeah. And yeah, it's... But the difference is there. 
it's controlled, isn't it's it? Con- oh, of course, so it is. Imagine, it's definitely, yeah. Imagine it's... that exact scenario, mm. but there's no control. There's no, you're not in a ring. Mm. You're in your own personal ring, and there's no referee to step in to say, yeah. actually, you've gone too far now. Yeah. And that's a yeah. thing, isn't it? So that's what and it's also about the children, because, you know, people say, oh, no, they're in their bedrooms. They can't hear. They know everything <coughs> that's yeah. going on. It's absolutely terrifying for them. And it's so sad to think that children have got to go home you know, instead of, you know, playing outside or, you know, uh, uh, reading a book, doing a bit of homework with your mum and dad, having your tea together, they're going home to that. Yeah. And it's that's what's really, really sad. I mean, you said something earlier, we've had a few people come on through childhood trauma and every one of them has said, well, we just thought it was normal. Yeah. We, yeah. Just, we, we just thought it was normal. Yeah. Mum and dad was, dad throwing mum down the stairs and, not, yeah. and it, yeah. went, it wasn't until... We'd go around our friends' houses and we saw they were yeah. having a nice dinner, yeah, you know, what's Coronation Street. Yeah. They, yeah. And often they don't go around other people's houses because no. the parents control yeah. that from them. them. Yeah. Yes, yeah. We don't want you going around Lee's because you might yeah. tell Lee's mum and dad. Exactly. And, yeah. and or actually say that Lee's family aren't the normal ones yeah. because, yeah. you know, that's not yeah. normal to us. And I think with children, you know, they, they hear everything, they see everything. The yeah. impact is massive. Yeah. But you know what? There's there's two scenarios in that. The one that you're saying where they go out and they think actually that doesn't happen in my friend's home, so that's not normal, or where they think it's normal and it's a cycle of abuse. Yeah. So actually, they go when they get to that age group, yeah. or they in their first relationship, assaulting their partner, controlling their partner, or playing the, being the victim. Yeah. That's all normal. normal. Yeah, so yeah. that cycle of abuse is the yeah. one thing I think as professionals, and, and you know that includes it doesn't you don't have to be in a professional setting to do that. We all have a duty of care to children. So it's all of our duties to make sure that children do not think yeah. that is the norm. And that's through education. Yeah. That's through the support that we provide. And, you know, the things that we see, children live on social media. Literally, they do. And I recently, you know, went onto different platforms as well. And to look, looking at the way people talk about mental health and how they deal with that or looking at what domestic abuse is and how they deal with that, actually, it's almost like social media is becoming the platform that's teaching our children. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas in the schools, there's still that, can we have that discussion? Parents aren't consenting. So, you know, we're not sure if we really want to pick up on that on that conversation. Mm. But yet social media, people that have gone through it, are putting it out there and they're doing it to protect somebody else from going through it. And yeah. it's, it, it's all right saying, we should, you only know something if you've been taught of course, it. Yeah. It's like with manners, with being kind. Yeah. If you've always seen your parents, your grandparents, your yeah, peers, yeah. being kind and being polite, it's, yeah. it comes natural to yeah. you. But if you've never been shown that, no. then it's been foreign. Well, yeah. You know, if this is what we do, then maybe this is this yeah. is right. Because no, definitely. Of, I and, agree. And it's, it's turning that curve, isn't it, by having these yeah. conversations and by saying it's not right and you shouldn't, if it's not physically, she said about, she's always checking my phone or whoever's controlling the money mm-hmm, or... Yeah. That's not right. And abuse hasn't just got to be a punch on the nose no, or sexual. No. There's so many different ways of it, neglect yeah. and and what I the one thing I will take from this guarantee it hasn't necessarily gonna be your partner either. No, definitely not. You know, definitely if it, not. If it's your you're doing it to your parents or if your parents are doing it mm-hmm. to you, or if your brother or your sister or your auntie or whoever it is. That is still domestic abuse. Yeah, of course. We get a lot of people that come through to us. And I'm going to say in this scenario, mainly females in this particular scenario, where they were victims. So they went for abuse with their, their, you know, child's parent, their child's father. And then later on, the child hits the age of 14, 15 and actually doesn't know how to deal with, you know, peer pressure or things that are going on outside the home. 
they then also start abusing. We get a lot of mothers that come through. Yeah, they start abusing the mum. So then the mum, the mother's now also scared of a 15-year-old child because actually a lot of the time they've got a lot more strength, they're more yeah, powerful. Yeah, yeah. So in and that she's kind of it's gonna sound horrible, I don't she's kind of used to that yeah. role of being knocked to bed. Yeah. So she's more submissive of it. They're more submissive sometimes, but actually now it's almost got to a point where it gets so far where they genuinely are scared because yeah. the children becoming unpredictable. Yeah. So I think, you know, places where children can come to where they can be educated. And like I say, not everyone wants to go to a school or to college, even places like here where yeah. you guys are and what you're doing actually will allow children to open up to you. Yeah. If they feel like this is a safe environment, because that's all children yeah. want. Children just want to know we're in a safe environment and we can openly tell somebody, yeah. we can tell an adult that we trust. And then that adult's not going to look at me and think, Oh God, now what? You've told yeah. me this. I don't know what to do with it. It's actually, you know what? We're going to get through this together. I'm going to support you. I'm going to get you the right help. You will see more and more children come forward when they think they can tell somebody they trust. Because all anybody wants is a safe space. Yeah. And that, you know what? Safe place doesn't have to necessarily mean a police station or your yeah. school. Yeah. It's a place where children feel they can come and they're not judged. They can be themselves. And actually, you know, I, you know, when you come to places like this, I don't know if you live locally, but there might be children that you see up, you know, see on the streets growing up, and they think, yeah, actually, I can go to Kevin, I can yeah. go to you because they're never going to judge me. Yeah. They talk about this on their show, yeah. and I know if I go there, they're going to do something for me. That's all kids want to know. And I think, like with the with the COVID boom of lockdown, we lost it because we were laughing. So where do blokes talk? We talk at the gym, yeah. the bar, and the barbers. Yeah. And when you've taken all them away, and where'd you go? Where'd you go? Yeah. And it was. Oh, we can Skype, we can, but sometimes, like, how you doing, Lee? I'm, I'm all right. Yeah. But when you see someone and you see his lead, you know something's wrong. Are you all yeah. right? And as as tribal animals, we need our tribe. And I think when we yeah. haven't been able to go to school, we, and with domestic abuse, if you're locked in that place with the nasty person, the bully, the mm -hmm. perpetrator, it must be terrible because yeah. you, you, you hate school, but you look forward to going because I'm away from him yeah. or her. This guy. You know, yeah. and I can get to the gym to see care, but I can go to the, you know, and it, it's them poor, poor souls. Yeah. You, you just feel so bad for not being yeah. able to escape yeah. it. And I think that's that was one of the things we took straight, you know, from the beginning of the pandemic. It was like, hang on, we've seen a drop in referrals. Where are these referrals? And from and How can like, I firm when he's yeah. next to so me? So people yeah. weren't reaching out. And it, it, the panic was like, we now have to create ways for victims to be able to reach um, services. So what we done, we set up a web chat very quickly. We set up a WhatsApp line um, that people can text us now. So from nine in the morning till nine at night, they can text us to say, you know, what, I actually need to speak to somebody. And we get people texting on that all the time. I have that phone of an evening. And just it may not be they want to leave. It may not be they need somebody to go out now. It's actually I'm in this situation. What is available to me? Yeah. And giving people options during the pandemic, I think it's taught us long term. They are options that I have to now we have to sustain them. They can't just be, oh, there's a pandemic. So there's lockdown, let's do something. And the lockdown's yeah. got, you know, we can stop all that because we really can't. It's We've got to continue to, I think, keep up the momentum that everyone has started now, even what you guys are doing now. Yeah. You know, people, they were able to watch things on their phone. Yeah. So whilst they couldn't see people in, in the flesh, they were looking at their TikToks, they were looking at YouTube and just hearing what people were saying, that was getting other people through. Yeah. And that's all you see at the moment, especially with mental health. Mm -hmm. The amount of people that you know are sportsmen and they're talking about it so openly. Yeah, sure. They've done that for a reason, you yeah. know, and they're talking about their own personal experience because it's it's a way of saying, it's okay, you know, I went through this and everyone thinks I'm a real bloke. So actually, you're also a real bloke because you're going through it. Yeah. So it's just making sure that 
we take into consideration the barriers and challenges people might face that we don't necessarily face in our day-to-day -day life or see those circumstances, but there's no one scenario. There's so many different things. And when we talk about domestic abuse and, and you know, um, sexual abuse, there's also the element of you get a lot of people about forced marriage and honor-based violence. People don't realize, actually, you don't have to come from a particular community to go through that. There are certain communities that that's always been the tradition. And that's, a, that's, that's also an abuse because you're taking away somebody's rights. Yes. You're potentially putting someone at threat. And if you don't, you know, if you don't um, comply with what family members want you to do, yeah. you're at threat. I, I can tell you now that the amount of people that probably go through that within certain South Asian communities and don't come forward, because men will think, how am I going to tell someone I'm being forced to get married? Mm -hmm. That's really embarrassing. No one's going to believe me. But the bottom line is we do believe them because we know it happens. And I think you know some communities with the Asian community and like with the traveling community. Yeah. Some some nuts are harder to crack because it is just they'll be shunned from yeah. the yeah. community and and not just that, they're quite they mm -hmm. they can be communities that we we struggle to reach. Yeah. Because it's so close knit. Where do you go to have those conversations? Yeah. You know, and people automatically think, well, you know, the only place you can go to is a police station to report something. Actually talk to your GP. Go the the amount of people that probably go to A&E and they might go to A&E in one month, 18 times. Mm. Health professionals just think, well, actually, why is this person coming back again and again? Yeah. You know, especially with mental health, if they're going in there and they're saying, I feel this way, it's actually that one visit, that first appointment could be the last. Yeah. So you've got to get everything you can. You've got to have the discussions. And we understand, you know what, it's not easy. Like, you know, if you think about A&E &E department, mm. it's nonstop. And and it's I mean we we had a um, a traveller Andrew Price on and he kind of broke the mold for us when he came on our show and talked about mental health and it takes people like that who are in that who are in that that select group of people yeah. to come forward and do it but it's a really brave thing to do yeah, at the same note you know for him to come on here as a traveller and talk about yeah. that he does struggle and he has struggled in the past and he's he's fighting his way through it it's just fantastic but it does take yeah. those people to Two come out and do it. champion boxer mm -hmm. England. And so a tough dude, you know, comes from yeah, a tough, yeah. but to come on and be that voice. Yeah. And we need more brave souls, don't we, ladies? We do. There's a few things I'll take for me. And like, I never really thought about it, like saying, have your numbers rocketed through the pandemic? And then when you said, uh, no, mm -hmm. then it's only just by talking to you, I thought, I wonder why. And I went, because the perpetrator was sat next to you. Yeah. And my gun. But until true? we've talked about yeah. it, I was thinking, well, surely it's gone up. And if, well, no, the numbers haven't. You know, we did once the lockdown. Yeah, so when the first, could, yeah, yeah. Once get out could, there. Yeah. So when it eased in, say, like the June, July, yeah. that first um, kind of relax of the lockdown, yeah. at the the numbers, then we saw them all flood back through. Yeah. And we knew that was going to happen. But I think it's, you know what, when people, when we say, so all you heard in the news was stay at home, stay at home, stay yeah. safe. Yeah. But actually, what if your home is not the safe place? Yeah. Mm. Not everyone's home is a safe place. No. That might be the place where you are most isolated, you're yeah. most vulnerable. So it was so important that actually we were almost contradicting some messages by yeah. saying it may not be your safe place. But we did then start seeing adverts, you know, during your Coronation Street, et cetera, yeah. being played saying if, if home isn't a safe space, call for help. Yeah. But then it's how do we call for help? The perpetrator yeah. sat there. So then it's agencies having to think outside the box. And I think it's constantly having to think outside the box to make sure we reach the people we need to. I think we need, as a government initiative, 
putting these kind of adverts on our tellies, on our mm. YouTubes, and funding it so we haven't got to pay, I don't know how much yeah. bloody TV adverts is, <laughs> but I imagine I couldn't afford it. But, you know, if we had it on, in the middle of Coronation Street or middle of yeah. celebrity going, by the way, Black and Truman's Aid, or nationally, yeah. you know, Samaritans, or tr- papyrus yeah. for kids, or whatever. But I only found out papyrus by going on to a boxing show and they knew we were doing our mental health thing, yeah. and one of the judges went, oh, have you ever heard of them? And then we've had someone come on from the show. But I was thinking, we need these people, the shouts, yeah, the... Of course. But to be mm-hmm. advertised, if you're having a wobble or if you're being domestically abused, you're all these sexually abused, mm-hmm. all these things, and going, call. Yeah, yeah, of course. Or if you are in London, call these. Yeah. If you're in the... Or, or Midlands today. Or, yeah. or get it out there. Yeah, of course. Because I always say this, and this is why we love having people like yourselves on all these wonderful organisations. But if you don't know about you... Yeah. And we, we also, we, as well, Kevin, need to do so much more in schools mm-hmm. because, you know, these children, even yeah. from primary age, are going home, experiencing all yeah. this, and they don't know what to do with it. And if the government could, like, put some solid training in there. Yeah. I mean, we, we work in schools and we run an awful lot of programmes and one of them is the Freedom uh, Projects. Mm-hmm. And that's helping even women to identify that they are actually a victim. Yeah. Because sometimes, like you said, they come come to us, but they don't realise mm. because it's been normal normality for yeah. them. But I definitely think with the primary schools and definitely with secondary, um, so much more needs to be done because the figures for sexual abuse amongst um, children at secondary school are horrendous. You told us on the radio. Can you remember what it was? It was like one in... Yeah, I haven't got the figure right now, but it's, you know, a really high figure, and it's quite disturbing to think your your kids are at school and say they're 14 oh, or whatever, yeah. and they're being, you know, um, touched or, you know, things like that that they shouldn't be going through, but they're terrified then because yeah. they might be then having to face a gang. Yeah. And worse, bullying, so um, then they're not telling. And it's really frightening. Well, when you mentioned it on the radio, I can't remember the figure now off the top of my head, but my, my eldest goes to secondary school, my daughter, and, and it just terrified me. And yeah. It was one of them conversations yeah. I almost wish I didn't have. Yeah. We need to have it, you exactly, know. It, it's, yes, it's, yeah. And it definitely needs, again, the same as mental health, it needs to be spoke about yeah. in school. It needs to be spoke about pe- with people who have experienced it or are yeah. trained to give yeah. those talks yeah. and I, mean, I think primary school I think and I always think get them young exactly, them, yeah. and you're not saying but it's like if you're seeing this it's not normal mm-hmm. would you like to Dr yeah. Dylan or Nurse Dylan or whoever yeah. is, is in school and I honestly believe I take a, a leave out of America's books and have school counsellors mm. at early doors yeah. so yeah. you're saying what's wrong why why Kev is always <laughs> angry or why yeah. is Kev always shy and, and get because by the time we get to our twenties, our thirties, our forties, we're pretty set in our yeah, ways. Yeah, of course. But if we can get them young, not scare them, yes, but yes, educate yeah. them. Yeah. This uh, is your private yeah. area. We don't it's take really photos needed. of it. And yeah. Education is the most important thing. And I think we talk about so much about intervention, but actually it's prevention. prevention. We've mm. got to start preventing yeah. at an earlier stage. So you know, some I think some schools struggle with um kind of raising certain topics because not everyone wants their child to have this discussion, but there are different ways that you can speak to children yeah. about domestic abuse, about sexual abuse, and yeah. you can do that for reading material, you can do that for yeah. programs, little workshops. There's things that you can do where the, the setting is still very child-friendly, child yeah. yeah. but you're tackling these topics. And you know what? If, if a child knows from the age of nine, actually, domestic abuse, this is what domestic abuse is, and it's wrong, yeah. More than likely, when they get a little bit older, if they've seen it, they're going to get the right support. They're going to try to access support. 
or they're going to have a better understanding of actually what do I not want to become what's a perpetrator's behavior what's a victim's behavior and you know sometimes people try to break the mold so much or they try to get away from that trauma so much that they end up harming themselves yeah. and why do people get into into gangs why why do we see that because there's a sense of belonging so actually the gang is my family yeah. they're going to protect me but actually all you've done is gone from a really vulnerable situation into worse, a worse situation, situation where you're not just vulnerable but you're at, you're in danger so it's really i think education is at school education is at home yeah. and i think every social media platform is somewhere where you can really talk about this kind of stuff because that's the one thing that kids are drawn to you know um so i just think it's you know constantly educating children but even with adults, like Deb said, we have groups um, for our victims and that's to educate them. And we'll be doing some groups for males when we get the male yeah. victims start coming through. Um, because once they know what abuse is, how you know it's about identifying it. Not everyone even identifies as a victim and not everyone wants to be called a victim. Yeah. You know, some people say survivors. Well, actually, you're not always a survivor because you might still be in that situation. Yeah. So I think we have to sometimes not worry about saying the politically correct things. Yeah. It's about actually, you know what? We know somebody's in need of support. Yeah. It doesn't matter what we're calling them. The support's just got yeah. to be available. Yeah. And I think what we've got to do, as you rightly said, A, we've got to believe them. Mm -hmm. And B, even though we do it for a living, that even though we might have seen it a hundred million times, yeah. that might be the first time they've said it. So we've got to treat it with yeah. that urgency, like for me and mm -hmm. Lee too. And as you say, sometimes with mental health with domestic abuse, I'm having a wobble. Yeah. Or oh, you know, as Lee said, and we've seen it so many times, haven't we, Lee? We've reached out for that first time and I've practiced it a hundred thousand times. I've gone through it and it's been brushed under the carpet. Yeah. I won't do it. And I always say, knock on the door, knock on the door. If no one answers, eventually I'll stop knocking. Yeah, of yeah. course. So of we've course. got to answer the door yeah. and we've got to treat that person to the right respect that they deserve. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And I think it's so great. You know, I'm really grateful that you've got us here in any way to even have this discussion with you. But where we can support you. So if you are in that situation, you think, okay, you know what? This you know this child or this adult actually he doesn't want us to call black country he doesn't want to refer himself in he doesn't want us to refer but you know what? we're just going to call them and we're going to call raj and we're actually going to say what support is available yeah. when we can do that your confidence will grow yeah. because disclosure at that point of a disclosure is the it's really critical because if we don't know how to respond to that disclosure straight away the the barrier goes up anyway yeah. and then trying to get that person to open up and disclose again we've missed that boat it's yeah. you know that should be sailed <clears throat> and it's almost like trying to rebuild that trust mm. and i don't think everyone's going to expect you guys here to know how to respond to everything yeah. but just having that ear to listen to you know i I, sh I can go to kevin and say this is happening kevin because okay you know what i know there's a support support, yeah. support is available I'm not too sure which is the right support, but you know what? We're going to call Black yeah. Women's Aid because we're in that area yeah. and ask us and we'll always support and guide you, always. Because a lot of people are frightened as well. They think, you know, if they make that call, all the police are going to be involved, all the yeah. children are going to be taken away. I mean, all these thoughts mm -hmm. going through your mind. Um, and that's why it's so important to to let people know we don't do that. We, the first stage is to come in, tell us all the things that are happening in your life and we'll work out the right way to support yeah. you. Obviously, if there was real issues and the children were being hurt, then we have to disclose mm -hmm. that. But in terms of that first call, if you just get the courage just to make the call, we will help you. Yeah. Well, and imagine the fear of having your, your children yeah. taken yeah. away That's from you. That's one you know. reason that people don't report. I can because imagine. In, in back, you know, when we're talking a few years ago, even probably, you know, five, seven years ago, people had this perception of 
they're going to remove my children. Yeah. And actually, you always have to remember, victims are re-victimized yeah. so much by professionals themselves because a lot of the time, the victim, the responsibility is on the victim to leave. Yeah. Actually, you're in the abusive relationship, so you should leave. Yeah. But actually, I've got three children to take with me. Where do I go? I'm going, house here. Exactly. <laughs> and that's another big area. Why should the women have to keep moving out with the children? Not just the women, yeah. anyone. Yeah. 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 In terms of who, numbers, yeah. that's Why what should we're we? But that's what they, they think we've got to run away now. Yes. Yeah. And then, but you're thinking, I've got it bad. I've got a cooker. Yeah, of course. My house or my flat or yeah. whatever. It's a nice pad. Yeah. And am I willing to give everything? Yeah. And I don't know where I'm taking my two babies. Yeah, yeah. It's a big where decision. do we go? And that, it, it's, people say, well, you have sod, just leave them. Yeah. And it's it's can, but yeah. it's not It's that, not easy. It's, it's not easy. If I leave them, where am I going? Yeah, yeah. exactly. But they've got friends at this school and yeah. I'm willing to put up with it so the babies haven't got a yeah. supper boy. Yes. And it, it, it's that, that internal struggle. Yeah, of course it is. And people say to victims, so Deb will know this. A lot of people say to our victims, go and go into that group. You go and educate yourself. And you're thinking, hang on, I'm the victim. Yeah. Why, why am I going to go and educate myself yeah. for somebody else's behaviour? And we've got to stop making the victim take responsibility yeah. for the perpetrator's behaviour. Yeah. And that's what we see time and time again. All the time. And you know what? I understand that some agencies, statutory services might struggle. You know, they probably see they've got higher numbers and caseloads and... But the bottom line is that person has come to you for a reason. They've come to your attention because somebody's had to make a safeguarding referral. It's not just safeguarding the child. We owe it to safeguard the victim. Yeah. Regardless of age, the gender, we have a duty of care to protect and support regardless of who you are, but put that support in place. And that's where I think victims will always say, I'd rather not. Social service is going to take my kids away. Yeah. But actually, we've got to move away from that because social services really don't want to move you, take your kids away. No. They'd struggle with keep putting the kids somewhere as well. Yeah. Yeah. They don't want to break up people's families, but it is making sure that the children are safe. So Deb's right. You know, we have a duty to safeguard. So as, as an organisation, whilst we really do believe in confidentiality, if we feel somebody is at risk, if somebody yeah. called us and said, you know, the perpetrator's trying to get in. For yeah. example, you've got yeah. a, a woman in the house, Mel's trying to get in, she's fearful of her life. We have a duty to call the police, mm. whether they want that or not. But it's really understanding we would only do that if your life is in, in danger. danger. Yeah. If you tell us, actually, you know what, you met down the street yesterday, you actually had a really nice conversation. Are we going to need to call somebody and tell them that? No, yeah. we're going to say, okay, do you know how to keep yourself safe? This yeah. is the kind of behavior. That's what we're going to do. So it's really kind of, building the confidence say you know what just contact us let us talk to you um you know we, we understand assessing people's risk we understand assessing people's support needs and safety needs we will do that with you but it's your choice if you want the support it's there if you just want advice and guidance we're going to give you that yeah. well we say that our support groups which is every wednesday from the lions boxing club we'll share the post from a bit but the only things we do say is everything i'll say in these walls unless you're going to threaten to kill yourself yeah, yeah. or you're going to go and kill someone else. I and mean, that's just our duty of care. Yeah, Everything yeah, of course, else yes. we're saying in these walls, but you can't, you should treat your care as a, as a human being. Of course. If you think, um, well, thank you, I'm going to go on yourself. Yeah. You've got to intervene at that yeah, point. You, you can't take it as, oh, you're sad, sorry. He's, he's only, yeah. because. But sometimes as well, Kevin, somebody else calling for you because you're that frightened and under yeah. threat, you know, they're going to kill your family. If you phone them, or anything happens, they, they, you know, they're going to, it's not just you, then they're going to go and do terrible things to your parents and mm. all of these yeah. things. So, like, but 
somebody else calling for you, you can, you know, it wasn't me, and they don't yeah. feel quite mm -hmm. as frightened. It's horrible, isn't it? What some people, but I think it's wonderful once again having these conversations, and once again, if anyone is going through it or you know someone who's going through it, you can find them on social media, and we'll have a link. Okay. It's all already in there, it's and it's scrolling there. across the black the the bottom at the moment. So it's blackcountrywomensaid.co.uk. So, girls, thank you. Is, thank there, you is there any other big things you want to? Anything else you want to mention? No, I think we've obviously go purple. <laughs> Please, purple. everybody, even if it's like a party at home, girls dressing up in purple pajamas, anything, mm. just just help these families moving out of refuge to have just you know a pair of curtains or be able to make a cup of tea in the new home. And it's so easy to take part and it's affordable. You know, every one pound counts. Yeah. Well, okay. thank you, girls. Thank you, um, you. No problem. Before, uh, 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 well, I'm going to advertise next week's show. One, doing that. Have a think if there's any quotes or sayings that's either helped you get through life or your organisation. This Thursday, Lee, we have got Emily from uh, Grave and Banana, haven't we? We have, yes. On the radio. She does counselling, hypnotherapy, Staybridge based company. Yeah, brilliant woman, really nice woman. So she's coming on on Thursday on our Black Country Radio Extra show. So catch it there, 7 p.m. till 9 p.m. And we do our support group uh, every Wednesday. Here we are, Lee. Well done, old pal. <laughs> I'm on the ball today. Kid. Yeah, <laughs> and that will be from the Lions Boxing Club every Wednesday, 7 till 9. It's for free. Come and have a rattle. You know, it's a great bunch of lads. So, girls. I have got one more thing I want to say, which oh, yeah. I think is really important. So we've talked about refuge a lot, and we've talked about refuge space. And a lot of the time we talk about refuge is for females. Actually, we do have spaces for males as well. So whilst it may not be a refuge in the same sense um, for victims, we have accommodation a provision for male victims as well. And I think that's one thing that's always been missing. Yeah. We don't talk about it enough so you know if anyone is really struggling please do not hesitate to contact us at all yeah that that is brilliant because i've always thought that i thought for these poor souls yeah and once again it's no different man woman mm -hmm. boy when you're living in a horrible environment and you can't get out we need somewhere yeah, of course yeah. and we'll actually help you do the exit plan and make it all under, you know, in control where, you know, you're not giving that other person a chance to phone the police, harm mm -hmm. themselves, say, oh, quick, he's done this to me. Yeah. Because we can help devise the plan and get that family to safety. And like Raj said, you know, we don't put men in, we haven't got a refuge for mm -hmm. men, but we have got what they call properties. dispersed properties, mm -hmm. which we can put that family into. So he can go there with his children knowing he's safe. Yeah, and we have victims who can't have... You know, certain refugees, well, actually a lot of refugees have an age um, bracket on, on male children. So, like, if you've yeah. got a son that's 19, you won't be able to go into refuge. But actually, if your son that's 19 has um, additional needs or support needs themselves, or they've been, they've witnessed so much, that we would put those families into dispersed properties. So we're not saying no to people. Yeah. Yeah. So I just felt it was really important to highlight well, like that. That really is brilliant. brilliant. So, girls. Thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you. Lee. Any quotes or sayings? Always look on the bright side of life. <laughs> <laughs> and we, when we say we listen, we care, you know, we genuinely mean that. So we do want to hear everything you've got to say. We want to support you. We're there to support anyone that's going through any form of abuse, whether that be domestic abuse, um, sexual abuse or, or stalking, anything where you think, actually, I'm not even sure if I'm going through that. Just pick up the phone. Thank you. Well, guys, until we see each other next time, take care of yourselves and each other. Listen, listen, listen. And that's a wrap for another show. 
But if there are any comments or messages that you would like us to read out for our next podcast, please be in touch. There are also lots of different organisations at the bottom of this page and hopefully they can help you or someone you care about. Please share this to spread the word. Until we talk next time, ta a bit. Listen, listen, listen.